Hey y'all, and welcome back to the For The One podcast. I'm your host, KK Hooper. And before we start, I would love to just give you a little story to make you smile. (laughs) Y'all, today I was in Home Goods shopping for bedding, and I had seen this lady. She was maybe like looking at some blankets. I didn't really think much of it, like people shop in the store all the time. And then (laughs) I go to another aisle, and she rounds the corner, and she goes, Mom? And she can't see her, but I can. And this little old lady goes, yeah. <laughs> and it just made me smile because the, the woman who was looking for her mom, she was just that, like a woman. She was probably old enough to be my mother. And it just made me laugh so much because the the lady who answered her mom was like a little granny. And I guess you're never too old to lose your mom <laughs> in the store. And it just made me smile because I feel like in a sense, we can all just be childlike in a kid all throughout life. <laughs> I'm sure the lady who lost her mom in the store probably had kids of her own. <laughs> and it just made me smile. I thought you will like to hear it and have a good little laugh today too. But with that being said, today... That story actually has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. (laughs) I just thought it'd be fun to share. Today, we are talking about rest and the balance of rest and productivity, allowing yourself to rest versus being lazy and not allowing yourself to be productive in a sense. So before we get started, I would love to just speak some words of life into those who feel so insignificant right now. A lot of people... Um, a lot of my good close friends have confided me in the fact that they feel insignificant and it was so random because none of them had known like the other person had told me, none of them had known I had been feeling that way in different parts of my life, like recently in my schoolwork or just in my job in various aspects. Just know for those who are feeling insignificant right now, know that you are human and you are not meant to be perfect by your own efforts. Y'all, we are not enough to be perfect. We are not enough, but God is enough and he's deemed us to be enough for his love through his love and Jesus dying on the cross for us. So y'all, you may feel so unworthy at your position or unworthy of any status or title you may hold, but guys, just know God's got you and he's blessed you and ordained you in the position you're in, whether it be in your relationships or in your job, that his strength will carry you through it. And he makes us like I'm insignificant for this job right now, but it is through God that he allows me to be able to do this. So just so you know, if you feel insignificant, you are doing great because God is doing great things through you. Now, that being said, the fact that it's God working through us, this is no excuse to ignore work that needs to be done. You know, I I say often is by grace through faith, not by works so that no one can boast. Um, that's found in Ephesians. And that's not necessarily saying, oh, well, it's just like God's got it. Like God will handle it. God will do it. No, no. We cannot ignore the work that needs to be done through the work that we do is how he uses us. This includes schoolwork. It includes professional work, relationship work, and which all tie into the grander scheme of kingdom work. Y'all, Colossians 
3.23, this is a very common verse, but I'd love to just speak it over y'all. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Is there ever anything like a project that you have, whether it be at work or maybe you don't like your boss or your professor or your teacher or what have you, and you're just like, oh, I don't want to do this because I know it's for their class or I know it's this assignment that they gave me. Next time you feel that way, remember this first, because I've definitely felt that way before. And it's like, wait up, hold a second. Like, we're doing this, even if it's a small thing that feels so effortless and so pointless, we're doing this for a grander purpose that is the work of God's kingdom. We're called to work well in service to God. And in order to work well, we need to be well rested. If you think about it, if you're like, oh, like I need to work for the Lord to an extent that can get too far into saying like, if I'm not working, I'm not doing anything of worth, which is just not true. You know, someone once told me they were like, hey, your worth does not amount to how much you produce in a day. And I didn't know I needed to hear it until I needed to hear it, you know, because that was something I really struggle with is I'll always like, it's hard for me to lay down during the day because I'll feel like there's something I need to do. And I'm not an anxious person. I'm not an antsy person. I'm pretty chill, honestly. But it's like, my mom thinks I like trained myself to do this because by nature, I apparently am not like this. But I just have this overwhelming sense to like get something like what needs to be done next? What on my to-do list can get done within these 15 minutes that I have? And it's like really like no. Like in rest you're being productive in the sense of rejuvenating your body. Like I said earlier, in order to work well, we need to be well rested. And this does not necessarily call us to unnecessary procrastination and laziness of course not because we are supposed to be working for God's kingdom and taking the opportunities that he gives us to do good works but there's a fine balance there is a fine fine balance and I think all of us have hard time balancing between the two y'all school comes naturally to me and so naturally I would just do my homework and not really think a lick of it. I never really had to study for tests, but when I knew I needed to study, like I knew that one concept or that one class was kind of just too hard for me, not too hard, but more difficult for me, it was just hard for me to gain motivation to actually study and to actually apply myself to it. When I knew I needed to do something, it made me very unmotivated to study for tests. And in doing that, I would take like unneeded breaks. Maybe maybe y'all can relate to this, but I'd be like, study for five minutes and like hit hit a stopping point. And I'd be like, okay, now I can take a break. And then I'd take like a 20 minute break. I'm like, no, I don't need that unnecessary laziness. If anything, that's hindering me in my productivity. And that's just one example of how rest and productivity can be thrown out of the balance of trying to do two at the same time. I just, that's just not possible. They're two separate things because there are two separate things and need to be done at separate times. And there is, taking breaks are a good thing, 
but they shouldn't just throw off the balance of our productivity. If anything, they should enhance it. Help us get that rest. Help us get that mental break that we need in order to continue the project, in order to keep doing the project. Our rest should not make us more tired. Y'all, used to, actually very recently, like earlier this year, back in the spring, I would be so, so tired, so fatigued just after work, after school, after working out, which does take a lot of energy, all three of those together. And I remember I never understood how people had the time to grow intellectually outside of work and school. I was like, how are people reading books that aren't required of them for class? How are people listening to podcasts and like learning more? I was like, I think my brain would literally explode if I had to read one more word today. And it wasn't because that I had all this knowledge. It was just because like, I had consumed so much new information in class. Retained? Maybe, maybe not. Consumed? For sure. And I remember wondering, like, how how do people read for fun and not just turn to TV, which is a knowingly mind-numbing thing because it's, you don't have to think much of it. It's more so entertainment than anything. And I just didn't understand how could people do this? In Psalms 46.10, I'm sure many of you have heard before, and I had heard before, but just recently found applicable to this realization of mine. Psalms 46.10, it says, God says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God says, Be still and know that I am God. In this, he's calling us, to stop worrying about what we need to do next. He's calling us to stop thinking about everything that needs to be getting done. He says, be still. And this is the act of being physically still, but also just like stilling, slowing your mind down and just knowing that I am God, that he is God. Y'all, in this verse, it's also saying like God is calling us to be still with him. And in this stillness and in this rest, we can know that he is God. We can grow closer to him. This verse helped me make the connection of people are able to grow intellectually and have time to read their Bible, have the mental energy to read their Bible or listen to that one enhancing podcast or something. It's because learning about God outside of what may be required of you, it's a fulfilling rest. It's a rest that leaves you rejuvenating. It's peaceful to learn more about God, whether it be through going on a walk with him and listening to worship music or taking a nap or just laying still with your eyes closed and praying or reading your Bible. In our rest, we can grow closer to him. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is saying, hey, I know y'all are tired because y'all are humans. Y'all are not made to get everything done in one day. Yet it's expected of you. Come to me and I will give you rest. Lay your productivity at the feet of Jesus and be like, God, I can only do this because of you. Right now I am tired. Give me rest.
and he will give you rest. If that looks like taking a nap, take a nap in the name of Jesus. Like I said, if it looks like going on a walk, that is just restful for the soul of getting your body moving, giving your mind a break from TV or a desk or a book or what have you. Resting in the name of Jesus is fulfilling. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. And I know earlier I said rest and productivity cannot happen at the same time, which is true. You cannot get things done while also simultaneously resting. But rest can be worth it and productive in the sense that you actually feel better and it's not just like you wasted your time. And then rest can be unproductive in the sense that you feel even more tired when you do it. And that's kind of what I mentioned earlier when you take rests that are unneeded or lazy almost to the point of procrastination. Rest in Jesus is productive rest because you are fulfilled. He gives you peace. You are well rested after resting in Jesus. Resting in the world, however, whether that does look like watching TV or scrolling through Instagram, whatever. Like, these are good things to an extent. Yes, maybe, but as a source of rest, they are unfulfilling. Mainly because they are stimuli. They're stimulatory with the blue light and the amount of pictures that are thrown at you at one time. But also just because it it doesn't really do anything for your soul, for your heart. Rest is holistic. It's your body. It's your mind. It's your spirit. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Y'all, it just says it all right there. Think about it. God never grows tired. Like it said in verse 28, He never grows tired or weary. He understands all. It says, He will not grow tired or weary in his understanding no one can fathom. This means God knows that you're, he knows how you are tired. He knows how you feel when you're tired because he's able to understand it. He does not grow tired himself. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. They will soar on wing like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And that is because when we rest in the Lord, we find strength in Him. Strength that renews us for the things that we need to get done, whether it be for work, for school relationships that earlier, like I said, all grow into the kingdom work. Y'all, God does not get tired, but you know what He does anyway? He rests. Genesis 2 Two through three says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed that day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work that he had done. 
God does not grow weary. He does not grow faint. Yes, yet he rested after doing his work. And he blessed the day that he rested. Because it is a blessing to rest. It's not a waste of time. Think of it as a productive thing to do, as it'll help you get stuff done. God, the creator of the world, rested. He intentionally made a point to do so. He was setting that example. And I think it's because when you rest, you slow down and you can rejuvenate and be fulfilled. But then you can also just sit and observe the world around you, whether it just be thinking or people watching, looking, whatever. And you're able to appreciate the little things that are there. The little things that you may not have noticed if you were just still going, going, going. If we were always on and going, we would miss things that God wants us to take notice of. We would not be able to appreciate the gift of quiet and stillness and peace. In the image of always going, think of a, think of a race car. <laughs> Cue life is a highway now, please. <laughs> think of a rate like when you're driving in a car, everything's going by you so fast, just blurry visions, everything. And the only thing you're focused on is the road ahead in the sense you're only focused on the future and everything that's with you right now is just flashing by, going past. When you're stopped in the car, whether you're parked, a stoplight, whatever, you can see the things around you. And you'd have time to take notice the people walking across the street, the people sitting in the car with you, the birds that are flying that you see in front of you. You have time to take notice of things because you are still, because you're in a resting stance. You can't notice the small details, the small blessings of your life if you're just always driving fast. 1 Corinthians 1031, it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. In my head, for the longest time, I put this verse in the context of when you work, whatever you do, I kind of mushed it with the first one. Work as if for the Lord, not man. Work, do all for the glory of God. When really... The verse in Colossians 3.23 is saying, yes, work for the Lord and not man. This verse right here just says, whatever you do, do it for the Lord. In the sense of when you are being that productive person and checking up all the boxes of the things you need to get done and really on top of it, do it for the Lord. Work for the Lord. But also... When you are needing to take that rest, to take that mental health day, to take a second to just breathe, do it for the Lord. Rest for the Lord. It's a way of praising Him because then you're stewarding your body well and you're taking care of your body, which is a gift from Him. Whatever you do in rest or productivity, do it for the Lord. For the one who's going too fast, and kind of lives by the motto, you can sleep when you're dead. Rest is not a reward. It's a necessity. 
allow yourself to rest. And because of that, your work will be all the more fruitful and all the more productive. On the flip side, for the one who lacks that motivation and that drive, the one who uses rest as a tool of procrastination, maybe start to think about the boundaries you may need to set for yourself in order to get things done. Think, what motivates you? Is it, oh, a piece of chocolate once you finish reading this chapter? Or is it, oh, I get to go hang out with my friends if I get these three assignments done? Think about what motivates you and use it as fuel to get things done that you need to accomplish. For the one who's listening, Jesus loves you. God bless. Hey y'all, thanks again for listening to the For The One Podcast. Remember to follow along on our Instagram at ForTheOnePodcast underscore. And go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on your listening platform. Feel free to leave comments as I'd love to hear what you have to say. Thanks again for listening. Peace out.